What's up, good people? Welcome to the Dub Square Podcast, where we talk about whatever, whenever. I'm one of your hosts, Reggie. I'm here with my friend, Trina. What's up? Hey, Trina. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. Good. How was your week? Um, My week was, it was good. Um, What I can remember of it. How was yours? Oh, I had a pretty good week. Um, see. You do anything aside of I voted on Tuesday. Okay, okay. Primary election. So, you know, I did my civic duty. A lot of people fought for me to have the right to vote, so I always make sure I get out and do that. Um, also, I had, also had a meeting on Tuesday um, for a possible opportunity that I'm pretty excited about. I might share more details about that in the future. Um, did you wear your um, Black Panther, the Black Panther hoodie that you wear? Did you normally wear when you vote? No, I didn't wear my Mbaku hoodie. Uh, It was was a a warm day, pretty much. It was rainy, but it was kind of warm. What does that hoodie say? Does it say something specific? It just has Wakanda Forever on it, but it's my favorite favorite character from from Black Panther. Yeah, I feel like you've you've worn it the last few times you've had to vote. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's election day. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it is yeah. <laughs> that's what it is yeah yeah but um yeah so I, like i said i uh voted and i had a meeting that i'm pretty excited about possible opportunity um went to visit some friends on friday and now i'm here recording a podcast with you so this is how i I guess this is, I mean, it's Sunday, so it's kind of the beginning of the week, um, mm-hmm. how we've been kicking it off the past few weeks. So, you know, I think we started off pretty productive. But, uh, yeah, that that was my week. I actually had something to share. Typically, you know, I just kind of chill out, don't have much to share. But mm-hmm. this past week, I, I got out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But overall, it was, a, it was a pretty good week. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Can I really remember my week? I don't remember the first part of the week. I'm... As you were talking, I was trying to remember, and I just don't remember. But I do know, let's see, Thursday, I went and celebrated a friend's birthday. Went to Korean barbecue. Have you ever had Korean barbecue? I had, and I want to try it, though. You should. Maybe maybe we can try it when you visit again. But, um, you know, like, they can cook the food in front of you or whatever. I didn't do that because, you know, I'm not really big on meats that often. Um, so I didn't want to like, they have an all you can eat, eat option. You can try different types of meat or you can like do a combo special. I just did the combo with teriyaki chicken. I did the safe route cause I didn't want to waste food cause they do charge you for any food that's left over. But, oh, um, okay. yeah, that was fun. It was, it was a cool experience. Um, also let's see what else. Oh, I went to wild and out the wild and out tour Friday night. Mm hmm. Lord, there's two things, just two things back to back, friend. Like, okay, so I'm gonna tell you, you about the Wild Tour in a minute. But um, whenever I was making these plans, I was like, dang. And I looked at my calendar, I was like, dang, man, I have a lot coming up back to back. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I did make everything because I had an event yesterday that I didn't get to make make didn't get to make it to. Um, I was looking forward to looking forward to it. Um, it was called She Is. Um, my friend has this business called Sincere Fair and they put on these like events, um, kind of like social dinners, but, um, they had one yesterday, uh, yesterday in honor of 
Women's Appreciation Month. Women's, Lord, let me get this right. Women's International Women's Day. Which is today. Which is today. Yeah, so it was so that like it looked as if it turned out really well. But um yeah, Wilding Out on Friday night was really fun. It was really funny. Um yeah, overall it was cool. It was I, something that I do want to bring out about Wilding Out is that um at the end of the show, they actually presented this mom, like her one of her sons have cerebral palsy and her other son passed away in a motorcycle accident. And so they presented her with a check which is really cool. Um, they also made March 6th official, the official Nick Cannon day in Atlanta. Like Mayor Bottoms sent someone and you know, they did the whole thing. So that was pretty cool. Okay. But That's cool. Yeah. I had a busy, busy weekend at least. Okay. Well, um, you mentioned international women's day and I definitely wanted to say happy international women's day to you. <laughs> yeah. That part. <laughs> But um, yeah, sincerely though, happy International Women's Day. Um, Thank you. Definitely want to give a shout out to all the women in my life. You know, it takes a village, and I had a lot of women that were involved in bringing me up. You know, helping to raise me. Um, my mom had me when she was eighteen, so you know, she needed some help. So it was my grandmother, my great grandmother, my other grandmother. You know, my my aunts that were you know second moms to me. And then even just, you know, as I got older, uh, all my female friends and all the support they've shown me over the years. And, um, you know, just wanted to definitely give a shout out. I appreciate women every day, but, you know, this is International Women's Day. So definitely want to take time out to to say happy International Women's Day to all the great women from a man who is not threatened by your greatness. That's what's up, friend. And and on behalf of the wonderful women out there, I do accept that. Thank you very much. No, but but really, <laughs> um, I will say that I can tell that you appreciate women <clears throat> um, just by, like, you're very understanding of things. You're very supportive of different things when it comes to, like, women and their opinions and, like, the treatment of women. So I am appreciative of that. And I wish that, you know, more men could be that way. And that's actually something, like, I always say I brag on you. But I brag on all my friends. But I do. I brag on you sometimes about, you know, how open and understanding you are of certain issues. And, you know, I appreciate that. Well, glad to do it. It's the least I could do. A woman, <laughs> a woman brought me into this world, so it's the least I could do. She brought you into this world. She could take you out. I mean, she told me that. She told me that when I was going to she she actually she told me something she was telling me a story one day and she was like i told him i brought you into this world i could take you out i love i love your mom's stories she knows what she was talking about oh man she did slap me one time i still haven't felt it i think it's just gonna come (laughs) i think one day i'm just gonna be sitting up my nerves gonna finally come back they're gonna be like okay this is that slap with your mama (laughs) this was that slap 20 years ago you know yeah she definitely did that but you know Hey, what can I say? I mean, you know, you hey, when you say stuff, you got to deal with the consequences. <laughs> you know, unless I said something I had no business, but uh, but yeah, but uh, moving on, um, what are we talking about this week, friend? Okay, so our topics. Can I get a drum roll? Sure, I'll give you one. <laughs> Thank you. 
answer general here. Uh, we're going to talk about stylists, hairstylists and their ridiculous rules. And we're also going to talk about the coronavirus. Okay. Yeah, that's been all in the news lately. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, let's kick it off. Let's get into it. Let's kick it off. Um, go ahead with the coronavirus, friend. Oh, you want to lead with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, as many of you know, uh, we're, de- we're dealing with a pandemic worldwide right now. Um, the coronavirus is, you know, a lot of jokes have been made. A lot of a lot of people, you know, I guess in times like this, you do need a little bit of comedy and need to laugh it off. But it is a very serious um, issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at some numbers. Um, there are over 109,000 confirmed cases and a little over 3,800 deaths associated with the coronavirus worldwide. Um, it's been all in the news. It's affected um, events. I know South by Southwest is one that is an event that got canceled. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic got canceled, which is like, a, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, his, you know, he was a longtime bodybuilder. So it's a bodybuilding event that got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, South by Southwest, which really affected a lot of a lot of artists because they're unable to perform. And I think it might have affected um, you know, their cash flow. And, you know, I did see one thing I did see, just a small note, I did see a studio that was offering to I uh, do like production and stuff and give give artists uh, studio time for free oh, that's uh, cool. that were affected by the cancellation of South by Southwest. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, travel, like I said, travel's been affected. Ticket prices are very low uh, for what I'm hearing. Because a lot of people are canceling travel just because they want to take precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only individuals, but companies are canceling traveling. Like, um, yeah, I know, for instance, I think my sister, her job said that, um, you know, they're not going to do any traveling next week. And I know that a lot of people are saying that their their companies are saying no more traveling. So it was not, yeah. the, not just individuals. So it's like a big hit to the airline companies. Yeah. <laughs> and also a lot of companies have been um, telling their their employees to work from home. So seen a lot of that. I believe all of Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was working from home. Um, just people taking precautions, trying to make sure that they're safe. And a lot of people have been talking about washing hands, which is crazy to me. Um, but people don't wash hands. People though. don't wash their hands, friend. They don't. So, and I yeah. call those people out. <laughs> I mean, what I, I mean, can't. what do you what do you do when you see someone in the bathroom who does not wash their hands? Like, <laughs> I just shake my head, man. But that's that's terrible. Um, but people are really about that life now, washing their hands. But like, let's make sure we're washing our hands when there isn't a pandemic going on, right? Um, but yeah, you know, um, I can't say that I've been doing anything terribly different. Because, I mean, I am big on washing my hands. I've been a little bit more mindful of um, touching my face because that is one of the things that uh, some officials have said, um, you know, make sure you're not touching your your mouth, you know, eyes, nose, um, because that has been known to, I guess that's one of the the causes of being, of getting the virus, I guess. Um, But, I mean, other than that, it's been business as usual for me because, I mean, I wash my hands. Right. I've always been It's it's funny because earlier, uh, my sister and I we were talking about it (laughs) as I sit here with my hand on my face. Um, but I was like, dang man, they tell you not to touch your eyes. I'm gonna be screwed because I touch my eyes, like my eyes are severely dry. (laughs) And I'm always like wiping my eyes or putting drops in my eye. I'm always touching my eyes and my face. But I'm like, man, I don't really go nowhere. So 
Yes, I said, I don't go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not really. Plus, you know, they say black people can't get it. There you go. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to tell you something funny. So I had been saying that all week, you know, just jokingly with my sister and, um, at the Wild and Out show, some one of the one of the cast members said, "Well, you know, black people can't get coronavirus." That's okay. So it's apparently a rumor, obviously. But um, do you know? Have you read anything about that? I saw something um, that talked about, I guess, melanin fends off uh, the virus or something that something to that effect. But it was from it was from Facebook Medical. So you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well the article that I read, it was basically saying that um and I, I think I also sent you maybe I sent you like um an infographic of like the different continents and countries and the cases and the deaths and stuff. But yeah, um <clears throat> if you look at the at look at Africa, like it's very few there. And so what they were basically saying in the article that I read, I can't even I can't even remember where the article came from. But they were saying that um they were wondering why a lot of people in Africa hadn't got um hadn't been affected by coronavirus because you know the healthcare there isn't as advanced as the healthcare in other places. So they would think that, you know, people in Africa would have more cases or there would be more cases of coronavirus in Africa. Um so yeah, that's what that's where that's where the the rumor part that I saw came from. <laughs> but you know. But yeah, you did send me that that map of Africa and I did see that there weren't any cases in the heart of Africa. But one of the things that stood out to me is that South Africa was one that why'd you just make that face if if it paused? Because it it supports the theory that, you know, more melanated folk are not being affected by it. Right. But but folks don't, you know, if you're listening to this, of course, we're not medical professionals. And then also, like, even if you're the blackest of black, don't be out here doing silly stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. continue, yeah. To take, continue to take precautions because, <laughs> like I said, what I saw, the first thing I saw was from Facebook Medical, right? Yeah. So, you know, you know how that goes. And then, you know, this map is just, it's just the numbers and, you know, maybe something happened and there's, you know, a case somewhere else in Africa now and not just in South Africa and, you know, Northeast, North, Northeast Africa and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so, yeah. Well, let's also talk about um, <clears throat> two, two things. One, um, one of the things is like a lot of the cruise ships have been like having difficulty coming back to port. Um, they're not letting them because you know there'll be people on, on board who have coronavirus or um, like one in California, I think it was this week, someone on board passed away, they had coronavirus. So, you know, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, I can't imagine just you know being on a cruise and you know people go on cruise to you know relax and enjoy that time and then they spend that time in quarantine and then you know they get back to the states and they're in quarantine and i even saw where one couple they were traveling and the husband ended up having to stay in japan i believe because you know he needed to be quarantined and they were separated for a minute and you know i think 
she got back to the States, but he was still in Japan. They were both on the quarantine. And, you know, they finally, you know, that quarantine was lifted and they met up at the airport with the mask on and everything. So, and let's talk about that too. The mask shortages, like people have been having these, these uh, surgical masks or mm-hmm. just in medical professionals are saying like, please don't buy them up because it is affecting, it's affecting like healthcare workers. And they're also saying that wearing the mask doesn't really protect against coronavirus. So it's really pointless if you wearing it. See, I feel indifferent about that because it's it's like, okay, no, no, don't buy stuff up. But if somebody wants to buy it to protect themselves, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, for instance, people who are flying, like you have people who wear masks on a regular day when they're flying because people are disgusting. <laughs> um, so, you know, like I don't see anything wrong with people purchasing these masks, um, also, dang, I lost my train of thought. That happens sometimes. It actually happens a lot. Um, oh, saying that it doesn't protect. Okay, so are, I'm like, are you saying that it doesn't protect from the coronavirus because you don't want people to go out and buy them? Because, like, y'all were just saying that they will protect. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, come, like, what's the truth here? You know? But the the whole thing with shortages as well. Something that I wanted to mention is I saw this Snapchat video last night, someone I follow, and they were in the store with these two women and these women in their buggy, they had the top part, like where the child sits, it was, um, it was full of alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. (laughs) Like when I say full of it, I mean like full, it had to at least be like, I don't know, probably like 30 bottles. Um, and then the bottom part was full of Perel, I think it was. No, no, no. It was alkaline water. It was full of alkaline water. And um, so, like, they were like, one of the ladies was like, <laughs> I guess she was justifying it. We're buying this stuff now because it's going to be a shortage eventually. And I responded to the person. I was like, it's going to be a shortage because they're buying. People like them are buying it all. <laughs> like, that's how shortages happen. People, people are they're really stockpiling <laughs> stuff, man. Um, on one of the podcasts I listened to, the friend zone friend was was speaking about like how she was grocery shopping and like a lot of food is out of stock. I guess people are just like stockpiling and they're, you know, they got their bunker ready mm-hmm. and just in case. I mean, we can say that it's a bit extreme, but you know, it's kind of like I guess with the squirrel. And mm-hmm. uh, what's the story? The squirrel storing storing for the winter. Mm-hmm. So you know everybody looking at him crazy, yeah. but then when the winter came, he was right. good to go. Right, and I don't think it's anything wrong with I don't think it's anything wrong with prepping, but for that lady to be like we're we're buying it all because it's going to be a shortage, like you're the reason for the shortage. <laughs> like, come on, but um. But yeah, like I think it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's important to always like periodically purchase stuff to put back because you never know when something happens. Yeah. I'm, um, I mean, people can call me a conspiracy theorist. Like, you know, I use logic as well, but there are some things that I do think, um, that I do think, and I got off the topic of you talking about the mask. So if there was something else you wanted to say about the mask, you can go back. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
yeah, like I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. And let's go back in the word conspiracy theorist came from people who like when people were telling the truth about stuff and other people didn't want, you know, the world to find out, they came up with the term conspiracy theorist, you know, to make a person seem crazy. But, you know, like I I know that a lot of things aren't as they seem and it's not what meets the eye, Um, which brings me to the next thing of, you know, people saying the coronavirus is like a distraction. Um, Because I've seen, you know, like people mention how, you know, specifically with elections around election times there's always something different going on um but you know just in general like i do believe that i do believe that some things are man-made i'm not saying whether i believe coronavirus is or not maybe Mm -hmm. i do you can't see whether i'm shaking my head (laughs) yes or no because you're listening but um i do think that it's possible that it's a distraction i do think it's possible i think i think anything's possible in the world that we live in um for sure but yeah <clears throat> That's all I got. <laughs> was there something else you was gonna say about the mask? I kind of no. I just I just wanted to mention that because I mean you know that was one of the, the headlines associated with the coronavirus is that you know there's a shortage of masks and I didn't even know about that whole thing with the the ladies um, buying up all the Perel and and or whatnot or whatever they bought. Um, yeah, and no, that's it- that's interesting. I mean, like. So, and then my question to that is, are you buying this so you're prepared? Or are you buying this to make a dollar later on? Because supply and demand, you know, is, there's a shortage. <laughs> right. You know, demand goes up, so the price goes up. Um, you know, or, um, I mean, are they opportunists or are they just really prepping? So, right. maybe a little bit of both. But well, these were, and these are like, I actually know the guy that was in the, what you call it, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I, but, you know, like in general, yeah. Like some people will diff. For instance, back um, Snowmageddon in Atlanta. Yeah, we um, of course, you know, that that's actually around the time that me and you reconnected. Remember, because we were talking about the snow. But anyway, so I got stuck. I was one of those people that was that was stuck out, you know, on the highway for ten plus hours. I think I was stuck for like thirteen hours. Um, and when I finally got home our lights had gone out and they were going to be out for a little while. So we made our way downtown and we stayed at one of the hotels downtown and they ran out of stuff. So they went over to like, we decided to go to CVS and then go eat next door to the hotel. While we're there, we see people from the gift shop at the hotel buying like travel size things out of CVS to go sell. And we heard them. We heard their conversation. They were told to go over there and buy that stuff so that they can sell it at the hotel. Yeah. So so that, you know, that's to the point of you seeing supply and demand. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and in times like that, um, you know, I mean, whenever there's a disaster, there's going to be that side of it. There's going to be some shortages here. There's going to be some... Some as far as like hotels, they're gonna hike up the prices a lot of times because they can. You know, people need somewhere to stay. They're gonna pay what they need to to be safe. So, but um. So I wonder if there's a thing because I know that like during hurricanes and stuff like that, um, you know, sometimes gas stations will um, price gouge, and you can report them. You can report them because, like for instance, <clears throat> excuse me, I know this certain place. I'm not gonna say where, but um. 
two of the gas stations are are were owned by the same people, and you know they like play with their gas prices, you know, so they get more money. <clears throat> excuse me, and people started reporting them. So I know that there's a place that you can report price gouging for gasoline, but I wonder if there are other places that you can report stuff like that. You know, it just you know thought just that just came to me. I'm sure there is, but. Can something be done? No, that's the question. But well, I have, um, a, I have another question for you. Are you about to move on to the next topic? Oh, you can go ahead. What's uh, up? So, if there if there was a situation like um, The Walking Dead, you oh, know, my. do you think that you survive? Like, do you think you're equipped to survive something like that? Oh, like, do I have survival skills? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty resourceful. I mean that would definitely be I, I have definitely not, you know, went through training or anything like that. But <laughs> right. you know Good. Uh, you go through that training. You wanna tell yeah. me about it? Yeah, I didn't I didn't do any. I wasn't the I wasn't a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, anything like that. Never went camping when I was younger or anything of that nature. But you know, it would definitely be a challenge. But yeah, I mean I don't feel I don't feel, I wouldn't feel uh, at home with that. I wouldn't be too overly confident and, yeah. and feel like I'm prepared. Yeah, but um, I feel like you do. I'm a survivor. Down. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely that. So, and you can make you you're you're good at like rigging things up to make it. Yeah, MacGyver was one of my favorite shows growing up. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I um, I think that I survived, and that was actually one of the things. So, um, the day of Sonoma again. I left my phone at home. I never leave my phone. But I left my phone at home when I realized I was like, I'm not turning around going back because I'm already late. But so my manager actually, whenever it started snowing, she let me go early. And so um, I, t- I emailed my sister before I left work, let her know I was on my way home, whatever, whatever. And now I'm out here in the middle of all of this ruckus for all these hours, have not been able to contact anybody. But my mom told me in the end, she was like, oh, I knew you'd survive. You're your dad's child. You go hunting. I knew you'd be okay. And also my mom, okay, so growing up, we would fast on Sundays before church. Um, And something my mom would say, she'd be like, it's good to fast sometimes because what happens if the world run out of food, you don't have any food and you you know, like you gotta fast, like fast and preps you for that. And I think it's always funny wherever she says that because I'm like, dang, that's extreme, you know. But it's yeah. true, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it helped you out that day. <laughs> for real. I mean, as for me, I was at home the whole time, so yeah. you know, that was whew. one of my friends that have to come stay with me though. She literally lived like three miles from me, but she couldn't make it any further down Highway 280, yeah. and she had to come stay with me. And you know, that was a bit of a challenge because I had food for one because <laughs> I did not prep. <laughs> so we had to, you know, we had Yeah, because you didn't get those beanie winners that I was talking about in that other episode. Okay. <laughs> but um but in closing on everything dealing with natural disasters and pandemics and things of that nature. Oh wait, one more thing, one more thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wanted to mention when you were talking about quarantine, I wanted to mention, did you see that um there was a five-star hotel and I put emphasis on that for a reason, a five-star hotel where they were holding quarantined people in China, it collapsed. 
Did you see Whoa, that? Whoa, I did not see that. Yeah, I'll send you the link because um, I reposted it on Facebook. But at first I was like, okay, is this a joke? But I saw like that it was a legit source. And then I started seeing it at other legitimate places. But yeah, it was like a five-star hotel, quarantined people staying there and it collapsed. Um, okay. At the time when I read it, I think that they're, like they may have rescued like 60 people. And maybe 30 people were still stuck or something. It was some numbers like that. But I was like, in thinking about that, I was just like, um, how does five-star hotel just collapse? You know, I'm not saying there was conspiracy. I'm not saying it was, it was a setup. I'm not saying any of that. You can't see what I'm doing with my head, whether I'm shaking it yes or whether I'm shaking it no. Oh, my God. But I'm just putting it out there that, you know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, okay. I don't that's that's something. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, put that in the show notes. So yeah. be sure to check the show notes if you guys want to see that story. Yeah. Uh granted we're able to find it. But um yeah, I just wanted to say in, in all of that, I'm dealing with natural disasters, um and at this time we're dealing with coronavirus. Just be safe out there, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, just do do what you can to protect yourself. Um, you know, wash your hands, keep some hand sanitizer on you. You know, if you're touching surfaces that other folks touch, just be mindful of that. Uh, keep your hands away from your face. Just, you know, be conscious of that and just be safe out there overall and, um, and pray. And we'll get through this. We've gotten through so much. So we'll continue to continue to thrive and we'll push forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, what's the next thing we're talking about today? Excuse me. Um, The next thing we're going to talk about is stylists and their ridiculous rules. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) I was on Twitter the other day and like a week ago and um, my friend retweeted where someone was talking about how these stylists on this certain um, website or app, they always have these ridiculous rules. Like, (laughs) for instance, they'll say something like, um, if you're coming in to get your hair done, make sure your hair is <laughs> make sure your hair is washed, blow blow dried, and styled whenever you make it. Just make sure your hair is done when you come to get your hair done. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so they were talking about. So I looked at I looked at the thread, and they were basically just talking about everybody was talking about their bad experiences with that and. Like, it's obviously happening more so than not. And it made me think about, I remember one of my friends telling me when she was getting ready to um, make an appointment before, like, she told me, she was like, listen to this. And she read me some of the stuff that it said on the on the stylist page, like the the to-dos or you must do. And a lot of the times, like, it, it's like a, a bad tone with it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so, like... I don't know. It just became a big thing so much that someone created um, a Twitter handle. And what was that Twitter handle, Reggie? Do you remember? Um, it's it's at put down the cone. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, let me see. I'm going to go to it real quick. And it says, stop giving these unprofessional stylish your money. And that's something that I believe. I believe that if, um, you know, if people are, are being like this, like they need you just as much as you need them. Stop giving them your money, you know. But just to um, anything you want to say before I read some of the stuff that's on this page. No, no, go ahead. Okay. 
So on this page, it says, I made this account to expose and force these unprofessional hairstylists to get it together. Send me your stories and the stylist's names. Um, and I'm just going to read you a couple of tweets through here. Um, I just booked with this stylist, check my email, and she has set my appointment time back another 30 minutes. That's not a problem at all, but why didn't she ask me? I'm so tired of these people, I swear. Um, here's another one. It says, Braden salons nowadays be like, if your hair is not relaxed, you will be charged a $95 inconvenience fee. You must buy me and my team lunch, and no, you cannot have some. A $35 existing fee. If I'm late for any reason, you if you're late for any reason, no, if I'm late, the stylist for any reason, you will be charged a fifty dollar inconvenience fee. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and then there's one particular one that I wanted to read, um, and it says these new young stylists I just can't give my money to, and it's a text thread between a person and a stylist, um, and it says, "Hey, good morning. My appointment is at twelve. I've been waiting for you to tell me what hair to get." I still have to get the hair and drive down to you. Do you have hair on hand? She responds, ma'am, I'm not responsible to tell you what hair to purchase. That is your responsibility, exclamation point. The website informs you that if nothing is written online, then you buy the hair of your choice, exclamation point. Your, Y-O-U-R, contacting me very last minute about a hair preference while I am in working and putting pressure on me when it is your responsibility to know what you want to purchase, not mine. If you want your style similar to any of the client, you can message her and ask for information. Styles like that, I do not require a certain type of hair. They bring it in and I install it. The person responds, LOL, I texted you since last night asking about hair that your website doesn't suggest. Why would I write a client when you're, they cuss, when you're the bee that's supposed to do my hair, don't worry about it. She says, ho, F you. <laughs> you new stylist. Whoa, this is a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a whole bunch. But yeah, yeah. so. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of disrespect. Because after, after she did that, I would just be like, no, I'm not going. I would have canceled that appointment so fast. And like, I've seen a lot of people too. I've seen a lot of stylists complaining about people on YouTube. Like these stylists on YouTube are people who are not stylists, but just showing you how to do hair on YouTube. Um, they're obviously upset because it's quote unquote knocking their hustle. But to me, it's not really knocking your hustle. If you're good at what you do, we're gonna constantly go back. Yeah, for sure. But if you're if you're overpriced and you have attitude, nobody's gonna come to you. I can easily get on YouTube and do my own hair. You know. Also, oh, the YouTubers are taking money out of their pocket. Man. That's what, that's what they say. I mean. Sure, I guess. But I mean, iPhones take great photos, but people still hire photographers. So <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, if you do great work and people will continue to come to you, like you said, um, I mean, I hadn't had to deal with that. I mean, of course, I I hadn't had hair in forever. So I, <laughs> I, I automatically just looked at your hair when you said that. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I did. You know, I I. The only thing with me, I never had an issue as far as like scheduling appointments with barbers or anything like that. Anytime I needed to do that, that was cool. Um, my issue was with the work that they did. Like, I wouldn't trust my beard to anybody really. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's when you tell someone exactly what you want 
and they just do what they want to do. Yeah. For me, it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going back. Like I even went to this somewhat upscale place one time. I mean, like real, real nice, you know, give you a drink when you come in, you know, leather chairs and TVs in the mirror, all this, this very, you know, executive type, you know, top tier service. But then the barber was terrible. Like I, I thought it was one of those moments, you know, I talk about these moments sometimes where I feel like maybe I'm stupid, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it's me because yeah. he, he was lining my beard up. I'm like, I mean, that that's definitely not what I asked for. And like, why are you pushing the line that way? Like, this makes no sense to me at all. And he was, that guy was terrible too. He was, <laughs> I little did I know he was like the new barber there. He he was like, oh man, he was uh he was from New York, had a strong New York accent. It's like, yeah, man, I'm a you know, I can I can't do the accent, but yeah. anyway, he's just talking about like he, <laughs> he, he, he nice with it. He nice yeah. with it. Yeah, you know, dead ass son. You know all that whatever. He was so nice with it, but he was terrible. <laughs> I mean, first of all, like, um, you know, my appointment. You know, I got there on time. You know, I got there early, and you know they got to me late. And you know when I when he cut my hair and everything that's when i because i had hair then well just a beard you but when he, yeah but <laughs> when he cut my when he cut my hair <laughs> i realized why my appointment was late because he was taking forever and you know it's just it's not you know it's a lot of barbers out there just real nice with it like my frat brother will like he he really messed me up because like i'm talking about will is a is a genius with the with the clippers and he used to cut my hair for free. So then, you know, he moves to Florida. So I can't get to him. And, you know, I started cutting my own hair for a while. Then when I moved to Birmingham, I tried to find a barber. And I, I've tried maybe five barbers in the eight years I've been here. Almost nine years I've been here. And nobody cut it, man. And it's just, <laughs> no pun intended. Nobody cut it. <laughs> but it's just... And, and all it is is man, just really listening to people and what they want. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's that hard. And then, you know, for, cause I think it's definitely different for women. Cause I mean, I can remember back home, you know, back home, small town, it's just a few people that do hair. So when prom comes and stuff like that, like people are there like literally all day. And it was just so crazy to me. Like you're staying there from literally like staying there 12 15 oh. hours. Oh, I have stories. I have stories for you. It's crazy. I don't, I just, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, waiting at the barbershop for a few hours. That was cool. Whatever. We in there, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. You listen to the old cats, this, then the other when you're coming up. But man, I remember my prom date. Like, she's like, she's going to get her hair done. Like she was legit there until late that night. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you a story. But let me let me say this first. Okay, so my mom's a cosmetologist, and she partly became a cosmetologist because of the, one of the stories I'm about to tell you. But I will say, I'm from a small town, and like the t- two towns over, each town, like the towns on each side of us, where we would go get our hair done, those cosmetologists were slow. Like I, we literally, as kids, we would call them slow A and slow B. Like um, A is one of their names. B is the other name because I don't want to say their names. But 
yeah, they were just, it's ridiculous. And so um, when we were younger, we would go to this one lady. We're going to call her Miss Lady. <laughs> Slowest person ever. Like she has to, she has to talk and she's heavier set. So she would stop and lean and like take a break. And we would literally, as me and my two sisters and myself, there's four people getting their hair done. We would literally be in there from morning until night. And my dad, like my dad even came, cause this is around the time you didn't have cell phones. My dad even came to check on us one time because he was like, you know, there's no way that it's taking that. You know, like he really thought yeah, something, he thought something was to wrong. Us. Yeah, um, but it was ridiculous. We were always in there, the the shop, like you know, all those chemicals, smelling all those chemicals all the time. You ain't got nothing in that for kids to keep kids busy. You always had it on the stories. Like it was just yeah, bad yeah. experience. But my mom eventually came, became a cosmetologist. You could never say that my mom had you waiting. If she had you waiting, it'd be five minutes. That's it. And I can't even say that I remember people waiting because she knew how to schedule and she knew how to do her time. You know what I mean? Um, like she would actively, she knows how to talk and and multitask and all of that. You know, so she, like she, and I'm not just saying that because she's my mom. That's really how she was. You know what I mean? Um, she was respectful of people's time. because, And that's something, because of that, I have very high expectations when I go get my hair done, um, I've gone places and I've had to wait a long time. And yeah, you see my face. Yeah. yeah. Like it really, it really pissed me off because I don't like, it's just disrespectful. Like scared. You gotta do a better job of scheduling, but I will say my stylist Keisha here in Atlanta, like I don't, I don't recall having to wait on her before. And when she gets in there, she does my hair quickly. Like it's always perfect, top of the line. Like I would, I would refer anyone to her, you know. But yeah, like it's just <sighs> Miss Lady messed me up because I didn't want, I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to get my hair done for a long time. And anytime my mom said we was going to get our hair done, it was just crazy, you know. Like <sighs> I don't know, friend. But yeah, like it's gotten ridiculous like these things that people are telling you to do before it's almost like people just don't want to work and they feel like almost like a sense of entitlement to your money yeah i was gonna say it's, it's a sense of entitlement because they feel like you're not gonna go anywhere else so mm-hmm. hey y'all show these folks right your time is important your time is valuable it's the most most valuable currency out there you cannot get your time back so please don't don't these folks that are not respectful of your time. Just leave them alone. Stop you know, go to the, go to those YouTube videos if you have to. Yeah, you know, you might learn a few things. Then maybe you can take care of your hair and you know your friends and save everybody's time. Okay, because that's just ridiculous. So yeah, it really is. I mean, shout out to all the women out there who have sat and waited. <laughs> I mean, you for get the, French, for, those, French. Uh, for that French roll and that banana peel. Those that banana French peels roll. Back in the day. I forgot about the French roll. The French rolls, the finger waves. <laughs> so. I had a French roll once, and I took I took my uh my school pictures and like look look cute miniature French roll. Let me see if I can find that picture. <laughs> I don't know if those will ever come back. We see a lot of things coming back, but banana peels. What's the 
banana peel. Banana, that's what it looked like. It looked like, hey, I'll find a picture. You're talking about when the hair is coming at the top? Yeah, the banana peel. <laughs> The waterfalls, the banana peels, bro. <laughs> That's what they call them. Nah. Oh my gosh! Nah, I, I've heard I heard many many girls when I was growing up in you know junior high high school refer to them as banana peels. So that's what they are. I've never. <laughs> maybe it's something different. You we might be talking about two maybe different so, things. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm gonna need you I'll to find it. And yeah. Show it to me. But all in all, especially if people are using any any apps. Like they should be pretty progressive, you know. Like they should. If if you're using a scheduling app, or you have any type of scheduling function on your website, then it's for a reason, and you should be able to block out those times. I mean, it's it's not that difficult. Start doing reviews, people. That too. Really, start start doing reviews. Like don't and don't just do reviews when you have a, a bad time. Do reviews when you have a good time as well. Um, when you're when you're sure. pleased as well. But in your reviews, like most of the time, reviews that people take seriously are reviews that are like give a little bit more information. Like don't just say I went here, this was good, or I went here, this was bad. Like, like hey, I went to such and such, and you know, she was very respectful of my time. I feel like I got my my money's worth. Like, give a few details just to make it a little bit more believable. Yeah, give give positive specific feedback. Like, yeah, learn that feedback. learn that when I was working at Apple. That's some, that's some Apple stuff. You know, I'm a <laughs> former former fruit stand guy. So, you know, we we they have a feedback culture, which I think is big in any type of company. But even as a as a consumer or customer, uh, definitely. Just stick with that whole feedback approach is positive specific and negative specific like just not great job great experience they'll tell why not terrible never go here again tell why yeah. let people know because you know a lot of times when i'm looking at buying a product or any type of you know looking at going anywhere new like if i'm doing any type of uh, service for my vehicle or any service at all i'm gonna go i'm going to look at reviews and you can pretty much pick out the people who just you know it's on them you know you can count the people that are just salty for whatever reason yeah yeah and then you have the people that you know give you very specific details of why they weren't happy and you know that makes a difference to me yeah it might keep me from you know going to that business for that service or keep me from buying that product i'll look for an alternative um or i choose how i'm gonna buy it you know because i mean you know sometimes i might you know, get it from somewhere just so I can try it out because I know I'm going to take it back because of the reviews people got. I just won't deal with it at all. So reviews are important. Um, so make sure you're reviewing those folks, both the the good and the bad. But yeah. Oh boy. I just get you, get you some banana peels, Trina. Friend, I'm gonna stick to my bone. <laughs> <laughs> I made a post like a couple weeks ago that said the one thing that's definitely consistent in my life is my bun. Yeah, you can count on that. Yeah, like I've had the same bun. It was a little frizzy. Okay, a lot of frizzy. I like somebody's knees. But um, yeah, like I've had the same bun up for like two days since wilding out. Well, you know, at least you're consistent, I guess. Okay, well, (laughs) good talk. I know. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So it's going to end it right here then. Uh, Be safe out there, folks. Wash your hands. 
keep your hands away from your face. Don't go licking on doorknobs and stuff like that. <laughs> people have been doing it. People have been reports of people doing that to spread the coronavirus. So people are, the devil is busy. Y'all. No the licking on bluebell ice cream. Your nasties. What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with people? What is wrong with these people? I blame the parents. <laughs> I'm always blaming the parents. I know it's not always the parents' fault because yeah. trust I've done some things that my parents did not teach me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> but um be safe out there, wash your hands, keep your hands away from your face, you know, cough into your arm, not into your hand. Just pray all of that and then like we touched on everything with stylists if they're doing a terrible job or they're making you wait for hours on end don't patronize that business anymore keep it moving either find another stylist your groupie keep it moving shawty okay (laughs) don't patronize those businesses you know uh Write those reviews, get in touch with the Better Business Bureau, whatever you need to do to help those get those people step their game up. Because you're not only helping other customers, you're going to eventually, you know, in a roundabout way, you're helping those businesses because if they're doing a piss poor job, somebody needs to tell them because they you know, might be have a sense of entitlement. And, you know, I'm good for writing those letters to the Better Business Bureau. So okay. as, long as, they're, as long as they're getting business, they're going to keep on doing what they do. Yeah. But... Always in closing, we appreciate y'all listening. Be sure to follow us on the socials, Dub Squared Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can check out the website at dubsquarepodcast.com. You can listen to the to the podcast there, of course, but also you can listen to it wherever podcasts are found. Shout out to everybody who subscribed, and we still we really do appreciate uh, you guys listening. We appreciate the feedback. You're keeping us going. Mm-hmm. So can't say that enough thank you thank you thank you thank you once, thank you thank you twice. thank you thank you thank you exactly that's and, what you were about to say yeah <laughs> but um and again international women's day shout out to all the women in my life that have played a part in me becoming the person that i am today i can never do enough to thank you so thank you trina Shout out to my mama. Shout out to my aunts. What's up, Carolyn? What's up, Tarita? Shout out to y'all. Those my those my second moms there. My dad's sisters. Um, you know, shout out to all my other friends. Um, now I feel like I need to name other people, but hey, name your relatives. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, name your relatives because once you start naming like friends and stuff, yeah, it's like gonna that, be a problem. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to give a shout out to my to my my mom, my aunts, um, my sisters. Like, you know, like I celebrate you guys. And my, my late grandmother and my late Shout out to her. Yeah, man. Shout out to Danny McQueenie, boy. That's my that was my Southern Bell right there. Shout out to her and Eva White. Man. Some great women helped to raise me, man. So every I always say Clementine cannot cannot forget about Clementine. That's my homie right there. Yeah. That's my homie right there. So <laughs> anything good in my life, they had a part in it. Anything bad I do, they had nothing to do with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like yeah. that. I like that. So, 
All right, y'all, that's another one in the books. Thank y'all for listening. Hello. Bye.